Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. We're back here on the first team. Joe DeLeo and Ryan Roberts. We're doing our next position group. And our first scouting report episode of the week is going to be for two talented guards. And then eventually we're going to share our top five guard lists. Those two players, two veteran players, two guys that decided to stick around, could have entered the last class. And I think, frankly, both could have been selected decently high at different degrees. Those two guys we're talking about are Kansas State's Cooper Beebe and Michigan's Zach Zinter. Ryan, I want to start things off with Cooper Beebe. We're both big fans of his. I tweeted about him. The Kansas State fan base <laughs> rallied behind uh, my comments about him because he's just such a stout football player, man. He is such a consistent, strong football player. Background on him because we know that you always have those really good background reports on these players. What do you got for us on Cooper? Yeah, so he is kind of looking through his background. He's a Kansas kid originally, Kansas City, Kansas. So not Kansas City, Missouri. He went to Piper High School. He is now Joe in – let me take a look here. He So he's been starting since 2020. 2020, 2021 were both starting seasons as an offensive tackle, and he made honorable mention Big 12 – actually, I'm sorry. Honorable mention Big 12 Offensive Lineman of the Year in 2021 after yes. he playing left tackle for Kansas State. Made the transition inside the guard as a true junior in 2022. So we got to see some film at left tackle – Got to see some film at left guard. He is kind of just looking through his background. Four-year letterman, 79th ranked off defensive tackle in the class, according to ESPN. So he was a two-way player, <laughs> ninth rated player in Kansas, uh, rated on ESPN. So not a, a overly heralded recruit, but he was also a track and field athlete, played basketball for the school. And his dad, who I've actually had the opportunity to talk to a little bit, Tom Beebe, was actually also a – college offensive lineman he played at pittsburgh states which is a, a small division two school and his brother mm. colton actually plays tight end at the university of minnesota so they have a football family blessed report had cooper at six foot three and an eighth so six foot three and two i'm sorry six foot three and two ways so six foot three and a quarter 332 pounds so this is a massive young man and at, he was what i think of when i think of kansas state football like that he is the Mm. exemplary symbol of Kansas State football, in my opinion. Like he is – that background, a little bit under-recruited, massive kid, hard worker, football family. Like that's the most cliche Kansas State wildcat of all time, in my opinion. Hey, Ryan, that's so unprofessional that? of you. How dare you share blesto information? Oh, that is just – Unbelievably Joe, unprofessional Joe. of well, you, the, Ryan, the, that you the did good that. thing is, is that I'm 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 clearly putting out false blesto information, which is why the guy is getting so upset that I'm putting out the information, right? Because it's all fake, right? Okay, bud, I hear you, brother. I hear you, stupids. By the way, angry scout vet. I just I have to say this, and then we're gonna get back to the. I, it's hilarious that it's deemed unprofessional <laughs> for 
anyone to share the Blesto information. Yeah. Meanwhile, this this just terrible, annoying, angry a-hole, it's it's not unprofessional for him to make a burner right. account right. and then publicly criticize media members and, and teams and players. And teams. He he insults teams and yeah, scouting let, spots all the time, man. Well, like Please make that make sense, yes. sense, dude. Like, please make that make, make sense. I mean, he's just a, a he's an asshole. I'm. We're just gonna he, we're gonna say that. He and is, yeah. And, and I'm, not, I'm not gonna <laughs> dwell on it anymore. At this point, Joe, you're right. If any team, whatever team he works for, I know who it is. So I know who you are, NFL scout best between two people, and they both work for the same front office. But that's another conversation for a different day. I'm not gonna put his name out there on this podcast right now. But Joe, I mean, to your point though, man. If any, if his team found out that it was him behind the burner, he would get fired instantly. Yes. Like it wouldn't even be like a conversation yes. point. It is so dumb. It is so contradictory. Yes, I'm sorry that you're upset that you're a gatekeeper, and I have information that you find so deemingly important. But get off of Twitter, old man. Get off of Twitter. Go to the go to the the vacation home, or go to the retirement home, wherever you want to go. Get out, brother. No one cares. No one cares. <laughs> uh, sorry for getting us distracted. That was my fault for throwing sorry, it out man. there. It was a couple quick minute rant. I think that you had to get that off your chest. I definitely wanted to uh, weigh in on this. But here's the thing with Cooper Beebe. You, you, you hit the nail on the head that he is uh, just a, a hardworking, just strong prospect that we're adding into this class. And I, I think that him sticking around sets him up to be the first guard taken off the board. What I love about him is – just the general instincts that he has for the position. I feel like he plays with really good technique, really good yeah. angles. Uh, he is somebody who isn't overwhelmingly strong, but his power in some in some cases can be deceptive. He knows how to use his power effectively. He's somebody who I think if he's everything goes according to plan, he's right position, hands are in the right spot, he's driving his legs like he always does, he can really drive some dudes off the ball. And then especially – as a pass protector, mm -hmm. Ryan, what I love about him is not only does he play with a great base, his feet are good enough to get the job done and he, and he can mirror well with guys, but I always love players, especially interior yeah. linemen, that just know how to keep defenders in front of them. It is something that is such a simple aspect of playing the offensive line position, and I see too many people on Twitter try to overcomplicate an evaluation for an offensive lineman. If this guy knows how to use his body, his hands, uh, his power, his feet to keep a defensive lineman in front of him, he is going to win on a rep-to-rep -rep basis. Don't ever think a guy like Cooper Beebe is the way that I see it. He's not going to be the most twitchy, explosive athlete. Yeah. I'm sure that there's going to be guys that pop up throughout this process that are going to be considered uh, in that contention for this top guard spot because they're crazy, explosive athletes. But Cooper Beebe just... Make the pick. Don't think twice. He's going to be a day one starter in the well, NFL. I talked about it on my notebook last Friday. If you guys haven't listened to it on the channel, you should go to your favorite podcast platform and listen to that. But I talked about Cooper Beebe, Joe. For me, he is, of the players I've watched so far, which is a, a good amount at this point, kind of with summer winding down, he is the safest player I've seen in this class so far. And I, like, I, I question what the upside is to a degree, but I don't question the fact that this kid is at least – going to be a good starting offensive lineman in the NFL. Like there's no doubt about that in my opinion because you like like you said, 6 foot 3 and a quarter, 332 pounds. This is a dense put together young mm -hmm. man. He clearly stays in the weight room and prepares his body accordingly. But the thing that's really interesting is two-year starter at left tackle, 
I think that that was a great idea. Not, not, not take it back. Not great idea because he played really well there. So it's a great idea for Kansas State, sure. But it was it is great for his evaluation the fact that he had that time at left tackle because the things that you talked about for a guy that is three hundred thirty-two pounds. There's some preconceived notions that will go in your mind. You know, maybe he's a little bit clunky. Maybe he's a little bit, you know, just, sh- sh- you know, his sets are a little short or his feet are a little bit chaotic. And for me, Cooper Beebe is so controlled, such a patient football player. When there's twists and stunts up front, he sees the game at an advanced level for his age. And I think a lot of that is due to his experience at left tackle. Like he has been on an island at times during his Kansas State career. That has helped the game slow down exponentially and seeing it slow down inside in 2022 just felt like he was moving faster than everybody on the field, which is crazy to say mm. for a kid that is 332 pounds. Cause he does have the requisite power. He does have the requisite strength. I don't think he has the longest arms of all time, but that's why he's going to play guard on the next level. And that's not a concern, obviously playing inside there. It's going to be 32 and some odd inch arms and it's not going to matter in the long run. But this kid is a scheme diverse. I could see him playing inside outside zone because I think he's a sufficient mover. I could see him doing some gap power stuff, down blocks, drive blocks, that type of deal. This kid's just a, it's about an easy evaluation as you were going to find in this class. Like there's some players that I just look at and say, guys, like if you're not as high on him as some, I get it because there is maybe not the greatest ceiling of all time with Cooper. But if you're not at least looking at Cooper BB and going, that's a good football player. I think you're missing the boat. Like, I think you're just missing it a little bit. So this, again, is just about as easy as evaluation in the 2024 NFL draft class. Like, he's a good starting caliber offensive lineman at the NFL, maybe a very good one. It's just easy. Yeah, it is one of those guys where in the class, he's just going to stick where he is. I I don't see a way that he goes up or down, frankly, which is good and bad. I don't see him falling off the face of the earth and being like, what happened to Cooper Beebe? He, he's just such a well-rounded player who's been around for so long that we know what he is. We know who he is as a yep. prospect. I have a top 50 grade on him. I don't want to go as far as to go top 25 for the only reason that he's not the most athletically gifted right. guard prospect sure. out there. And I, I would feel I would feel a little too generous if I gave him that 20, top 25 grade, having watched and seen guards that did fit that description. But – Top 50 grade for me means, and he's one of my highest rated top 50 graded guys. He's going to be one of my highest ranked guys in that ordering where he very well could be a back end of the first round pick type of a guy. I think that's very, very likely for a Cooper BB that, you know, we come back around and it's, it's a team like the Kansas city chiefs or a team like the Philadelphia Eagles that are just like, okay, we need to shore up the interior spot. We need to plug a guard in. Oh, let's take this Cooper BB kid. And then he ends up being just a phenomenal starter. And we're sitting here yelling at ourselves. How did we let this happen again? <laughs> he just feels like one of those guys. I had a, I have a firm second round grade on Cooper. I, I wouldn't doubt the so fact same. that he could be a late first rounder, depending on the situation to your point, Joe, because there's some teams in the back end, if they're a really good roster and they just need like one more good interior offensive lineman, they'll be like, yeah, that's where I'm going to where I'm going to put that resource into it. Like, uh, you know, just an easy evaluation. So it's possible. 
I think it's more than likely probably a second rounder, but he's got late second rounds from a Blesto grade already. So NFL does like Cooper Beebe. I'm a second round grade. I think he's a top 50 football player. You know, he reminds me of different position, but like the safeness of him. He reminds me of John Michael Schmitz from last year out of Minnesota. It's like, was there anything flashy yeah. about John Michael Schmitz? No. But was there all just a bunch no. of solid to good about John Michael Schmitz? It's like, yeah. Was he a sexy mover? Did he, was he, you know, was his displacement power the best in the class? Both the answers to those questions are no. But what John Michael Schmitz was and why he was a second-round pick by the New York Giants is that he was going to be a day-one starter the minute he goes to the NFL. Maybe he's not going to be one of the top five centers in the 2024 class. Maybe Cooper Beebe's not going to be a top five guard. I'm sorry, I, I said that wrong. Maybe he's not going to be a top five center in the NFL in a couple years. Maybe Cooper Beebe will never be a top five guard in the NFL. But you know a team's going to draft him, plug and play, throw him in at right guard, possibly left guard, depending on what your system is. And I just think it's a very easy evaluation. So I think that this one is, is eerily similar to John Michael Schmitz, different position on the interior offensive line, but just a, such a safe prospect that teams are going to love that. Before we continue on with this video, I just want to tell you folks about an exciting new partnership that we have with this channel with Underdog Fantasy. Ever since I joined, I've been having so much fun. There are so many different exciting games that make watching games during the offseason more exciting. I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but it has made it way more entertaining since I found Underdog Fantasy. And my favorite game to play so far, which I think you should try out, is Pick'em. It is so easy to play. Just pick higher or lower on your favorite player stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it simple. With their easy-to-use website and mobile apps, pick between two and five players to fill out your pick'em slip, get every pick right, and take home some cold, hard cash. Use code HACK, H-A-C-K, HACK, like the name of this channel. Use code HACK to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Go sign up. You won't regret it. You're going to have a blast. Check out Underdog Fantasy. I also want to tell you folks about our other reoccurring sponsor that we have on this channel, that being BetOnline, BetOnline.ag, which has all the updated odds, news, and anything for sports betting. It's my go-to source for when I want to be betting specifically on games. I love betting on college basketball or the NBA, uh, especially, again, during the offseason. Always looking for more fun ways to be uh, focused in on some of these other sports. It's BetOnline.ag and use promo code BELIEVE50. It's promo code BELIEVE50 to get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Next guy that we're going to talk about yes. here, Ryan, Zach Zinter from Michigan. So he's one of these guys who on Michigan squad decided to come back. There was this big heavy push to bring back a lot of their upperclassmen. It's, it's a little weird that Zinter stuck around because I, I feel like he's a finished product, but in a different way to, to Cooper BB. But power to him. He wants to stick around. He loves uh, the University of Michigan, mm -hmm. and it's going to set him up for potentially competing for another national championship run. They have been knocking on the door for the last two years, and this is quite possibly their best chance with him coming back, as well as a lot of other really important football players. Ryan, Zach Sinter, what background info? He, he was a pretty highly recruited kid. He's out of Buckingham, Brown, and Nichols in the state of Connecticut, which is actually – Joe, we, I mean, we have, we've never talked about this. Sorry, God. Yeah. 
No, I was just gonna say he's a Massachusetts kid, which was so random when I saw that on. Well, his the profile. great, the, the interesting part about it is Massachusetts is starting to develop more and more football players. If you look at like recruiting over the last couple of years, it's very interesting. Yeah. I think there, apparently there's a, somebody actually from Massachusetts was texting me about this yesterday. Apparently, there's like a big push to really upgrade some of the Catholic schools and the private schools in in like Connecticut and Massachusetts. So New England football apparently is taking a step forward it seems which is cool so well that that's the big reason why and having played at rhode island with a bunch of massachusetts kids that's the bigger reason why i think is that connecticut massachusetts just has so many private schools that it's putting out these types of guys but continue your uh your analysis here on uh, yeah so he was a four-star recruit by multiple platforms he was the number 149 overall player number 16 guard in the country by rivals so rivals had him as a top 150 overall player he heard from most of the the Midwest and Northeast powers as far as schools. I mean, Notre Dame had offered him. I think Penn State had offered him. Michigan, obviously. Ohio State, I think, gave him a look as well. Comes from a football family. His younger brother, Preston Zinter, is actually now a freshman linebacker at the University of Notre Dame. They actually went to different high schools. Oh. He went to um, he went to Central Catholic up in Massachusetts, and Zinter went to Buckingham, Brown, and Nichols, which are both private schools. So I guess there was just a decision that was made there of which one that they wanted to go to. But he was also a very good track and field athlete. I think he was a 50-foot shot putter in high school, 140-plus discus thrower in high school as well. So he's got a very solid background overall, pretty highly recruited kid, Massachusetts kid, and now he's been a starter – Started four games as a freshman in 2020 during that COVID year. Played in six games overall, four starts at right guard. Started 12 games in 2021 and then 14 games in 2022. His honorable mention all Big Ten as a sophomore in 2021. And then he was first team all Big Ten in 2022. And of course, Michigan has won the last two Joe Moore Award winner, uh, Joe Moore, Joe, Joe Moore Awards which is given to the best offensive line in college football. And Zinter has obviously been a big part of that under Sharon Moore. One of these days I'm waiting for uh, an interior offensive line prospect to have, uh, you know, done the hurdles or something like that yes. in track. But uh, Zach Zinter, though, I, I, the way that I wrote him down, and this is the first sentence in my summation of him, he's the epitome of an experienced and savvy veteran offensive yes. lineman. I, I see a guy that just knows what he needs to do to win reps. I think he's a good or like a decent athlete. I don't think he's an elite yeah. athlete, but for his size, I think he moves pretty well. He can get to the second level. He's got pretty good feet. I think that as a run blocker where the concerns come into play is, and it's also shows up as a pass blocker too, is he plays way too yes. high. I, I don't stiff. see a guy he's that, that, he's that a plays. Player. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He doesn't sink well enough. And that's where the limitations come into play for him. I, I think outside of that, though, his technique is so good. His body placement's so good. He's another one of those players that just knows how to keep players in front yeah. of him and can shut them down on pass protection reps. I feel like for me, for Zinter, I can draft him somewhere uh, in the third round, maybe early fourth yeah. round, and he can plug in and be just a, a quality starting guard at the at the at probably the highest. I don't know if he ever gets to that elite level. Right. But Zach Center, you can start him early on in his career. And if things don't work out, he's going to be a really good depth piece uh, in your offensive line. I do think he took a nice step as in 2022 because I remember watching a little bit of his 2021 season. And, like, 
It was good, but like I was missing with a little bit. Like I did, I wasn't the biggest fan. I think I'm around on him a little bit. I'm actually in the same exact ballpark as you. Third, late third, early fourth round, like somewhere in that ballpark. He is a borderline top 100 player. Somewhere between top 100 and top 150 is kind of where I would grade him. He's kind of in that little bit of a sweet Mm spot. Weird note on him, Joe, that I think is going to be interesting to watch because I agree. He's a little stiff. His full quickness is solid, but nothing spectacular. Like it's passable. It's solid on an NFL level for an interior offensive lineman. Listed by Blesto. Fourth round grade, by the way, from Blesto. So pretty similar wavelength, six foot five and three eighths. So six, five and a half, 314 pounds. The interesting thing is that he has been listed on the roster initially at 334 pounds a couple years ago, then 320. And now he's down to 315 and 314 verified in the spring. So he's been losing weights. I don't know if that's because he's trying to become a little bit more flexible. Maybe his foot quickness can improve a little bit. I, I, I would hope so. I, I think it's definitely yeah. helped him that that losing that late he that weight he seems a lot and I wrote this down for his build like he's got a pretty muscular yes. frame like he's not carrying any bad weight which I'm always a supporter yeah. of like if you, you don't need to be a f- fat slob to play offensive line that's a very common misconception yeah. and I think that he is strong I think he has good grip strength I agree I think he's a little bit he's not mm. the most flexible athlete of all time in, in the sense of bend I think that he plays a little bit upright. But I think he'll be able to counteract physicality well. The worst game I've seen him play, though, was in 2021 against Georgia in the playoffs. And those – I know it is. But, I mean, we're talking about a kid now that's going to make that jump to the NFL. And you're going to yeah. see the Jalen Carters yeah. and Jordan Davis is a lot more often than what you're going to see in the Big Ten schedule every single year, right? So I just think Very that that true. game is a little bit telling of why I think he's a – Good, solid prospects, late third, early fourth rounds. If nothing else, he's a very good backup interior offensive lineman, potential to be a starter in the right situation. But the thing that does trouble me a little bit is I think the twitchier, more athletic, explosive interior off- uh, defensive linemen, excuse me, are going to give Zach Zinter a little bit of trouble. Like that's just kind of what I see. So again, not every team has a Jalen Carter, but – more have Jalen Carter's than what college football had of Jalen Carter last year. So just kind of keep that in mind. I think there's some, a little bit of deficiencies or some, I think there's some things that could hold him back from being in a world beater interior offensive lineman. But I do think he has a really solid baseline of being at least a very good backup, if not a, a solid starter on mm. the NFL. Yeah. You, you and I see him very similarly just in that sense where, He's good enough to play in the NFL and not be a backup lineman, but he's just the that flexibility stuff is going to keep him from being elite. And he doesn't have the compensating traits to overcome it. But I think Zinter, quality football uh, player, as well as Cooper. I, I, I would, I, oh, go my, ahead. My, my last thing I would just say on Zinter is I would just, I, this pains me as a Notre Dame fan lifelong. But Sharon Moore is an excellent coach for Michigan, Joe. I'll say this, man. Because I, I, I honestly yeah. don't think that there's any offensive lineman on that team that is a world beater. Like, I don't think that there's a great football player on that on any uh, any part of that line. I just think together, man, they are cohesive and they're just a very good sum of all parts. So that's just kind of a little bit of a note of like, like Ola Watimi last year, good player, not a yeah. great player. Zinter, 
really a good player, a really good college player, but a good prospect, not a great prospect. Ryan Hayes was a starting left tackle for a couple years, and he went in the seventh round. Like, it's just not a lot of star potential in that offensive line, but just really good of producer of talent. Sharon Moore is for Michigan right now. Absolutely. Well, that's going to be it from us at Joe DeLeo and at Rise and Draft. We'll be back with our next show very soon. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.